Praise God. That's great. Fantastic. How it do, Buckaroo? Good, man. Praise <laughs> the Lord. We're gonna do, yeah, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, there again, welcome to another episode of the Gonzo Bible Study. Yes. We're uh, yes. excited to be with you this Christmas season. We hope you've enjoyed our, our first two Christmas episodes. Oh, uh, man. The first being our Christmas special with my mother, Jackie Clark. Yes. And then last week's episode, uh, The Appointed Place. Hey, you know, we, we talked right. about what that appointed place is now right. and what it was and, yes. and the origins of it. And so, uh, Pastor Clark, where, where are we starting out today? Well, in our last podcast, we introduced several of the early fathers of the faith, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all that, of course, back in the beginnings and, and, and just, you know, forgive me if I got a little zealous there because it may not have been something you've been in lately, but just, uh, just to let you know, I, we go back to where the precedents were laid and in the be- Excuse me, Take the book breath. of the, let me, let me get a breath. breath. <laughs> and the origins, or the, or the, the Barith, the, the, the book of the beginnings, is where we find the first of all the things, all through those chapters of Genesis. And we see where men became faithful to God, men that were living under the curse of sin and death. Now, the first men, Adam, and those who were, well, Adam and Eve were in the garden. And you have to, we have to remember, they were the only ones in the garden. And, and in that, Adam lived well into the, the, the whole first millennium, basically, mm-hmm. uh, uh, near about the first millennium of what we call the antediluvian period, the time before the flood. But going into all of that, you may have been saying, why? Yeah, okay, I understand. And first and foremost, because we always want to reiterate and reestablish for ourselves. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that it is the consistency of who God is and how God moves in the lives of people who submit themselves to him. And so there, there you go. There's the connection that goes all the way to, to the trip to Bethlehem by Mary and Joseph and the child that is born there during the great decree of Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Right. Okay. And, and then that takes us all the way in two more millennium past the life of Jesus into where we are today. Mm-hmm. And, that, and to know that that consistency is there. It's there for us. It's right. there for you. And that's an important thing. And we did manage to enter back into the New Testament yeah. a little bit. But today we want to, we, we've talked about the, an appointed place and how important that is. But also an appointed heir. And see if you can spot in our in our traveling through the word today, see if you can spot that that use of word, an appointed heir. And at this point I wanna I wanna look at Robert to pick this up. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. <laughs> I get you know, a drink. Part of the part of the reason why the Old Testament is still included in the canon of Scripture yes. is so that we have a clear understanding about the heart and character of God. Amen. The consistency. There again, like Pastor Clark that, said, right. that consistency of who God has always been, exactly. who he's always going to continue to be in our lives. Yes. So as we pick yes. up today, I want to pick up here in, in Matthew uh, first chapter, mm-hmm. starting in verse 16. Uh, please, if you have time, start at the very beginning and read this story. But we're going to start in verse 16 for right now. And Jacob, Father Joseph, the husband of Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Christ. 
So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations. And from David until the exile to Babylon were 14 generations. From the exile in Babylon to Jesus Christ were how many? 14 14 generations. generations. That's That's right. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered that before they had come together, that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he'd considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. See, in our flesh, he tried to make the right decision. It says here, it yes. describes him as a righteous man. Yes. It describes him as a man that did not want to disgrace right. his betrothed. So he was going to divorce her secretly. He was going to solve the problem using his mind and his his means and his 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 understanding of the law. And the law, yes. And I was about that, to say, and the law. He's using the law, yeah. which yes. would, he would have been perfectly in his rights according to the law. That's right. To divorce her because of perceived infidelity. Yes. Uh, and he was going to do so, though, but he did not want to disgrace her publicly. He was considerate. He was a kind man. He was a man that would, did not want to disgrace that family. Yeah. He wanted to provide a, a, a quiet solution to the problem. Yes. And I believe that part of that consideration, part of that tenderness of heart, is why the angel just came to him and God revealed to him the truth of the matter. Oh, they're, they're, he you know, loved her. He loved her. Uh, Robert, yeah. I, I believe this shows us that Joseph really loved Mary. I, I, yes. I really do. And, yes. I, and, I, and I can imagine the shock, him reeling from the shock of this. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I can't help but think that knowing her and probably knowing her all her life, yes. they probably you know grew up in the same town, right? Right. That he noticed and he saw in her the fact of her true astonishment. At this too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it really exactly. shows his love, his true love for her. I really think so. There's a there's a heart there. There's yeah. a there's an there's a heart there of of kindness and exactly. genero- generosity. You know, we talk about that there here in the Christmas season about the generosity, the, the desire to give and provide hope and joy to people. Mm-hmm. It, it's right there in the that's, foundations that's, that's of great. this story. That's great. Just, you know, there again. So And you're and, and tell us I may have missed it. Did you tell us the translation? I did not. I read I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB. Right. Yeah, cuz um, as I was following in the NASB, the New American Standard Update, it's the right. 95 version what they how they mm-hmm. refer to it now. Uh, and, and 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 some of those wordings is going to be different, but some of my wording is still more so in the archaic. Yeah. So this really Very straightforward. If you were thinking to yourself, I like the way that read, then yeah. let us say something practical here. That is a good. That's a yeah. good rendering. This there. is a CSB. Uh, this is actually the Apologetic Study Bible uh, that has good helpful hints. Yes. Uh, about apologetics and modern thought and yeah. Christian thought accompanying mm-hmm. a lot of. But this. I like the way it brought it through. But it's just a straightforward. Yeah. It's very. very very, very straightforward, and yeah. and uh, and because I, I mean, it doesn't take away from what I was reading here in this translation, right? Because uh, the NASB is supposed to be again one of the more accurate 
transla- modern translations coming out of the old work right. uh, and scholarship. And also we appreciate that. This follows that tradition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like he says, uh, with all the wonderful surround, I've got that same edition uh, mm-hmm. of, the, of it being kind of geared toward the archaeological so it points out some very interesting things yeah, the, that are uh, factual discoveries, factual, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a real blessing. Well, you know, one of the things, just to kind yeah. of point out, yeah. my split sheet here next to these verses I just read, are it actually says uh, bones and dirt, which tells yeah. you that it's giving you some archaeological stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it says Jesus in ancient non-Christian sources. And so what we yeah. have here, right next to the nativity story that I was just reading from, are some of the facts about Jesus that come not from the Bible, but from other sources from ancient from the there ancient you go. world. There you go. And it's funny how all of these things line up with what I'm just reading. That's great. But it, it gives us, you know, just simple things like Jesus lived during the, the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Cornelius yes. Tacchaeus, the Roman historian, gave us that information. There you go. And so there's a lot more there, but it gives us, you know, from Josephus and from uh, several other historical context people that can validate yes. what the scripture is giving yeah. us. And the so, historians of their day. Of, that, yeah, you know, hey, that's you know. great. I mean, or, or shortly thereafter. Or shortly thereafter, yeah. Uh, people fan. who still had access to the libraries yeah. in Alexandria yeah. and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Pardon, pardon my in- intrusion there, but I, I th- hopefully that's a help to you yeah. because those kind of things help me. I've tried to surround myself over 48 years with that kind of material because uh you know that well it just is a blessing it's a blessing now let me let me quick step us through a few verses here new testament wise once again interesting because in the new testament the source that keeps being quoted time and time again jesus uh, all the other apostolic writers as well mm-hmm. is re- they're they're uh, oh what's the word i just said it they're quoting yes. and recalling the words of the prophets. Yes. And here's an example, Romans 15 and 12. And in another place, Isaiah said, the heir to David's throne will come and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. Yep. Okay, we're talking about an appointed heir. An heir, in fact, the scripture is going to say of all things. And so here, Paul writing to the church at Rome says, you know, he's quoting Isaiah. Uh, Galatians 3, another book of Paul writing to the churches, uh, the hill people, you know, uh, Galatians 3 and 29. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. Remember, we just mentioned Abraham. You are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. That's a blessing to me, to know that I'm a child of Abraham as well. Galatians 4 and 7. Now you are no longer a slave, and some uh, translations will say a bond servant or slave is, is the same thing, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Okay, and I think you've got one out of the Revelation from yes, John. Yes, <laughs> going to go there in just a second. But okay, yeah, sure. One of the things that immediately popped into my mind when you were reading the, that, that verse mm-hmm. there uh, in Galatians is that little children's song that I learned when I was a kid. You know, Father Abraham. Yeah, and, and many, many sons. sons. Yeah, many, many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. <laughs> so let's all praise the Lord. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I as love you it. celebrate I love the it. Christmas season, we always talk about how caroling and singing yep. and music is part of the Christmas season. Absolutely. I think that's one of those songs that if you're trying to find simple songs to sing along with your children, 
right yeah. there amongst the Rudolphs and the Frosties and the Jingle Bells. <laughs> yeah. Stick that one in there because what it is is go. that song, while we're singing about Abraham at Christmas, we're talking about the adoption that came through Jesus Christ. So yeah. that heir, yeah. that that heir that we, those joint heirs we become through Jesus Christ, yeah. that song is so applicable. Yes. To the Christmas story, it is. It is, and you know, yeah. and it's a way Amen. to teach teach our children yeah. about that that reconciliation, that rejoining that is so quintessential to us exactly. talking about the heir apparent. Yeah, I can't remember right off the bat, but I know Jesus quotes and mentioning Abraham on a number of occasions. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't tell you how many right yeah. off the bat because yeah. he does that with Moses. He he does that yeah. with a number of the psalmist David, on yeah. and on. Jesus, and I love that, the fact that the Christ himself, the Messiah, the yep. anointed of God, literally verifies and, and, and establishes and confirms the credentials of those Old Testament writers. Yes. And I, I don't think there could be a better source. Well, Jesus, <laughs> most know, of Jesus' yeah. ministry yeah. was him quoting the prophets. His Bible. His, His Bible. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He, he did not come to establish a new truth. No. Nope. He came to validate God's truth. And fulfill. And fulfill that's it. it. That's, that's it. What, that's what we're talking about yeah. here. Sorry. So I'm going to jump here into <laughs> Revelation 5. Okay. And I'm going to jump into verse 5. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, and so then one of the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin said to me, stop weeping. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, Amen. the root source of David, yes. has won. He has overcome. He has conquered. And he can open the scroll. Wow. He can break the seven seals. Wow. Yes. See, in the person of Jesus Christ, the heir, the lion of Judah, yeah. we are, what we're seeing here right. is a recognition of prophecy fulfilled. And see, we're talking about revelation here. Yes. The revelation. And the verse before, in verse 4, it says, I wept audibly and bitterly because no one was found to fit and fit to open the scroll. That's right. And inspect it. You yes. see, we have we have the scroll here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the uh, of the the the, 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 the truths of God and the end of yeah. times. And it's literally and, the continual the continued unveiling of all the revelation events. Right. Because you've just finished mm -hmm. the explanation and the word of God who was in the first chapter, John said, mm -hmm. and I saw one as of the son of man walking among the seven candle stands. Yep. And then he explains to us who the candle stands and what that represents. It represents the seven churches of Revelation. These were literal churches in the first century, right. but many of us also believe they represent the church through the church age. And, and I was preaching, in fact, I was preaching this last Sunday and was talking about in that third chapter about the church of Philadelphia. Yeah. And, and, you know, and all of that was challenging them to be overcomers. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, in that fifth verse of Revelation, yeah. the, the NIV says that that uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, my NASB or his CSB do not actually use that word, but the NIV does, and I like the fact that he says he's won the victory. Now, that's yeah. just as clear as that he's been the overcomer. He is the overcomer. I was, reading, I was reading that out of the Amplified. Okay, there you go. Heads up. Oh, okay, okay. So that was the Amplified version on that verse. 
and, yeah. and see the only one, the only one who was worthy to un open up the seals of the continued revelation of the ages. You see, mm -hmm. it doesn't stop with the churches, nope. dear friend. And I think that was the point I wanted to make. Interesting yeah. that I was just there Sunday, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was very familiar. And we see the, the, the 24 elders of that heavenly Sanhedrin. I like the right. way you put that. Really, that's what it was, the heavenly Sanhedrin, the high council, okay? Yeah. How... None of them were worthy. None of them were worthy. No. And yet the only one worthy was the lion of the tribe of Judah who prevailed, mm -hmm. right? Who sits on the throne of David, mm -hmm. who is the soon coming king. It is he who is victorious. He who is worthy to open the seals. And from that point on, you've got the section of the seven seals. Yep. And each of those carrying ominous and yet overwhelming messages to the earth and to all of us. Yes. And Isaiah, who is, who is one of our best sources for messianic prophecy mm -hmm. and for the, the prophecies about that lion of Judah. Yes. Said in the 11th chapter oh, yeah. of Isaiah. That's right. That's right. Uh, here in verse 10, again, out of the Amplified. Yeah. And it shall be that in that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal for the people. Amen. Of him shall the nations inquire and seek knowledge, and his dwelling yes. shall be glory, and his rest shall be glorious. You yes. see, Isaiah here in his description says mm. that there will be a day when the lion shall stand for the people. And what he will do is he will call all mm. nations to himself. Now, this prophecy... While it may sound like we're talking about what's to come in Revelation, it's not about Revelation. That prophecy is actually about what happens in John 12 and verse 32. Okay. okay, let's get there. So John 12 and verse 32, because when Jesus called all people to himself, this isn't when he's about to open the seal and in Revelation, he is already victorious. But mm -hmm. how did he become victorious? What is the action that he took that made him the person that was the conqueror, the crowning victor that we're referring to in Revelation? Right. Right here. And if and I, when I am lifted up from the earth on the cross, will draw and attract all men and Gentiles as well as Jews to myself. Wow. Yes. You see, the victory was won on that cross. The battle began in that manger, but it was won on that cross. And then we see him as a crowning victorious king. That's right. That root That's of right. Jesse, that son of David. We see him. See, the thing about it was, and we're gonna, I'm going to talk here for a second. In, in 2 Corinthians, in the, in the fifth chapter, starting, starting in the, the latter verses there of the fifth chapter in about, I believe it's uh, 13, 14, on through the end of that chapter. Talk about the fact that we are reconciled to God mm -hmm. because God provided us a, a way. He provided us that lion as a cub who then grew into the, the mighty lion who then knew no sin mm -hmm. but would become sin and then reign victorious over death so that we could be reconciled back to him. Wow. See, what we talk about at Christmas is we talk about a, a child of Jesse, a child of David. And why do I keep talking about David? Well, you see, there are key attributes about the line of David that sometimes we forget to talk about. Now, Scripture talks about it readily because right. the key description 
about the man David was that he had a heart like God's. Yes. That's one of the key descriptors about the man of David. You know, and we say, well, where's the proof? He messed up here. He messed up there. He messed up there. Cool. He also wrote over 140, 150 psalms about God. See, his heart reflected what he was about. His heart was about the thing that overflowed from him into his art was a glory and respect and thankfulness mm -hmm. to God. And you see, David Amen. was promised to birth a redemption, birth a reconciliation, birth a Messiah mm -hmm. that would come from the line of Jesse, it says, which was mm -hmm. David's father. Mm -hmm. And see, what we have there is David has the heart of God. So that's half of the story. Right. Okay, well, who if if Mary is of the line of David and Joseph is of the line of David through different pathways as it tracks through Scripture, we already read those Scriptures, how it said 14, 14, and 14, right? That wasn't just us pointing out some numerology in Scripture. Yeah, right. What right. we were showing you was generation after generation can be tracked, has been tracked, has been recorded, has been provided, thanks to Matthew, for us right. here at the beginning of the Gospel. Right. That's why our Gospels start there, because we're going to establish... A truth we're going to establish in facts. So let's not let people during this holiday season yeah. we'll say, well, that's just another fairy tale. Nope. No, no, no. We're establishing this through a genealogical trace that Mary is a son of is a daughter of David. Yes. Joseph is a son of David. Yes. So both of the parental figures that would be in Jesus' life both have a inheritance of the heart of God. And then the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit that is God, incarnate in a spirit. Yes. A manifestation of his presence. That's right. Conceived with Mary, a child of David, the person of Jesus Christ. That means both inheritance natures of Jesus Christ's heart were God. Because if, if David established that he had, if God established that he had a heart like his. Yes. And God is consistently shown to be a loving, nurturing, tender kind person all throughout the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. See, this is why last episode is so important. Because we need you to understand that there is a yes. character here at work that is God. He is perfect. He's also consistent in his perfection. Yes. And in his and his dealings towards us. You see, all throughout the Old Testament, we see covenant after covenant, secular, the secular nature, chapter by chapter, verse yes. by verse, book by book of how Israel is being reconciled to God, and then they mess up, and they mm -hmm. want to be like everybody else, and they want a man king. They want a leader. Right. They want a leader that's like them. Well, fine. God said, after so many cycles and so many contracts breached by Israel, not by God, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Israel keeps breaking these covenants, breaking these covenants, breaking these covenants. He's like, okay, you asked for a, a Messiah, you asked for a king that was a human being. Right. Well, I couldn't find a human being amongst you that could keep his promise to me. So I'm going to step down, take on the flesh, experience the sin world around me, not partake, and then sac be a sacrifice, a heart that is of love, of humility, of humbleness, of kindness, of generosity. And I'm going to live that way. Then I'm going to cl willingly climb onto a cross mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take all of your burdens onto myself. Leave your guilt stained in that cross. Mm. I'm going to get off of it and get up three days later to conquer death Amen. once and for all. Wow. Yes. Praise God. 
See, there's a reason why we talk about mm. in John wow. John 3.16, we have that verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. You got to realize that eternality, you know, we talk about how the sp our spirits live on beyond this mortal coil, beyond our death. But we also talk about how people who aren't with God will suffer in hell uh, as they, after they die. Well, the thing about it is hell also has an expiration date. <laughs> so they are not eternal beings, those that go to hell, according to Scripture. Wow. Only those that are with God are eternal beings. Amen. That's what that there again, we're validating Scripture. Scripture validates itself. Yes. The yes. revelation of Scripture continues to validate itself. But what we have, according to Scripture, is a clear understanding that in order to have a perfect person, in order to have Jesus Christ incarnate as a babe that would be worshipped, we have to have a heart that is perfect. And unto ourselves, we cannot have that. It is only in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the heritage passed down from generation after generation of service and faith and mm -hmm. love from David, whose heart was like God. See, that's just it. Mm. It's not that David was perfect, but it was the fact that he loved God and he was thankful for God. And see, what happens, according to Scripture, according to a very simple verse that a lot of us know, which is Matthew 4 and 19. Now, those of, uh, I've been teaching this over the past few weeks in my youth class. Yes, one verse. Um, <laughs> follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm -hmm. Well, that I will make you mm -hmm. is a direct conversation about transfiguration. It is, a, it is a transformation that only produces a beautiful outcome. You see, a transformation or a metamorphosis can have both a negative or a positive. But the transfiguration mm -hmm. that happens when we set our minds on Jesus Christ and we allow ourselves to be transformed into joint heirs in the promise, our hearts become more beautiful. We become beings that have hearts like God. And when we have hearts like God, we will draw all men back to God. There again, Amen. we'll draw them back to the cross because we'll tell them tenderly and lovingly, there again, I'm referring back to 2 Corinthians 5. Yeah, yeah, you Draw sure are. Draw them back lovingly <laughs> and tenderly yeah. to the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you see, one of the things that it says there in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5 and 14, I believe it is, he starts that passage off by saying, if I seem overjoyed and living in ecstasy mm -hmm. and just happy and just, woo, that's for God. All glory to God. But right now, what Dad and I are doing is yes. we are lovingly and tenderly being of sound mind and judgment talking to you about the reconciliation yeah. of God. And I'm making notes as we go. I hope you are because this was off script a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, this is what it's all about, though. Is, I, the Holy Spirit leading. The Holy Spirit leading. And, and there Amen. again, that's Amen. me. Just like Dad jumped into some of his Sunday sermons. Yep, there, I'm there jumping into a lesson I taught partially last night. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, what, we, what we have here is a revelation and an heir that brings people to amen. himself. And yes. he did so at the cross. Yes. And then in that cross, we go there again, back to Revelation 5 and 5. Yes. yes, Is the description, the only way that he tells us to stop crying is because, see the lion of the tribe of Judah, 
The root yes. source of David has won. That's he right. has overcome has, and he yes. has conquered. Yes. He can open the scroll and break its seven seals. You see, if Jesus, being a man, had not had a, a sacrificial heart and been willing to follow through with the plan, he would not have been worthy to open the scroll. He was obedient. He was obedient. Yep, he did all things to please his father. He did all and things. And he said, I say nothing or do nothing except that which the father has told me. That's right. And that was his testimony to his own disciples who yep. should have already noticed that, should have already understood that completely. They lived with him. They traveled with him. They saw him minister, and yet they were awed and sometimes a bit overrun time and time again with the very fact of who was in their midst. You know, like Peter said that one time on the plains overlooking Philippi, you're the, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Yep. And, and, of course, Jesus said, you know, that's not an earthly understanding. That's not an earthly revelation. Mm-hmm. What you've received is of holy God. And and um, and it's a powerful thing. And I had to rebuke him just moments later <laughs> and say, "Get behind me, Satan!" You know. And of course, that shows the frailty of our flesh, and and the fact that we can't count on that flesh. No, we cannot. Uh, the flesh is ultimately judged. Yep. And and uh, the print. In fact, when we were over here, oh man, I think it was when you were in. Um, was it? Well, yeah. When we were over here in Second Corinthians, in the it Second tells us to not yeah. look with human eyes, that's right. not see with fleshly eyes, that's right. but allow ourselves to see with Christ-like yeah. love, with God faith. vision, yeah. to walk there and see that's right. what we sh- and see others the way we should see them, so that we can tenderly and lovingly tell them about the reconciliation. Exactly. I challenged my youth yes. rather than rather than to you know it, as powerful as some of the other roads are and pathways are of sharing the gospel with people. Yes. I challenged them to memorize uh, chapter 2 Corinthians 5 and 20b and all of 21 and I said make that your new challenge to people. Yeah. Well, let's read that. Re- yeah, let's read we that. Need to, we need to read that. Let's oh, see. Sorry. That's okay. I'm, no, I'm no, sitting no, here no, quoting no, 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 no. in, in, in 2 in Corinthians 5, and you said 20B. 20B. That part, so that we beg, uh, um, uh, well, it's where he says we're ambassadors for Christ. Yeah, you read in the Passion. Great. Yeah, I got. I do. I have a Passion right here. Thank you. There you go. Because I like the way it Yeah. Well, in, in the NASB, that we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. The, and the B part of the verse is, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Yep. Now that's 20B and verse 21, closing that fifth chapter. And you, you got the passion there? Yes, I'm pulling it up right now. Excellent. Uh, and Excellent. the reason, the reason I, I point this, and I challenge my youth to memorize this and make, the, make this the way they tell people about Christ, is because not because of anything wrong with any of the other ways. It's so that we move away from this fixation on extending our mm-hmm, lives. Mm-hmm. See, so often people are so worried about getting into heaven and getting living forever and all of that, but they miss the true point of what Christ came to do. And it's right here in these verses. And yes, that's why I love yes. what it says here. And I'm going to go ahead and read the whole verse 20 just so you have a little context here. We are ambassadors of the anointed one. 
who carry the message of Christ to the world. Yes. As through God, we tenderly are pleading with them directly through our lips. And so here it says, so we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. Wow. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us, so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteous of God through our union with him. You Amen. see, see, it's not just admitting and uh, admitting that God existed as a man in Jesus Christ. And it's not just admitting that he died on a cross and rose for our sin, but it's joining with that truth. You see, because all Christians are called to go forth and be a spokesperson to all people. That's right. That's it's right. joining in the reconciliation of God. It's becoming joint heirs. Earlier, before we started, uh, the Spirit just placed on it while I was praying that those verses, of, you know, we always talk about run the good race and all those things. Mm -hmm. We forget Jesus ran it first. Right. He ran the face, the race ahead of us, and right. he's holding the baton, just like in a relay. He's holding the baton back to us. All we have to do is grasp hold of the truth, which is that baton, and keep running the race. And then we keep passing that baton back yes. to the next generation, to the next seat. We're not called to make other believers. We're called to make other disciples. Amen. See, that's the difference here. Yeah. When we talk about yes. what it means to be an heir, See, all of this is, a, you know, it might seem like we're getting off course, but we're not. Because all of this is about what it means to be an heir. That's right. Do you understand the concept of an heir? Yes. See, because an heir becomes responsible for the kingdom. Yes. And it becomes responsible for the workings of the kingdom. Exactly. And, you know, Jesus is no longer here on the earth. He passed the baton to his church. Yes. That was the challenge that he presented. And he said, I'm going to send you a helpmate. Yes. And we have the Holy Spirit to help us. In fact, since his departure, we are we, the generations of the church that have existed after his departures are the first ones that have a consistent helpmate on a consistent basis. Yes. According yes. to scripture. Amen. You know? Amen. And so, but Jesus in his birth established a promise of reconciliation. He established a foundation rooted in the nature of what we're supposed to be. And we talked about that last time. That appointed place had to be in the city of David. That's right. It had to be in a manger stall. Exactly. It had to be the most humble of beginnings. Yes. Because if he'd have come like a king in a palace, how the peasants would have despised him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're, it's we're an in. acknowledgement of human nature exactly. from the very get-go. That's right. Because... Poor, and, we, you know, and without the rule of law, that's right. There would be nothing but chaos. Yes. Without the rule of law, and that was established in the old covenant. That's right. And that's why Jesus said He did not come to abolish it, mm -mm. but to fulfill it. Literally, the language there is to fill it full. Right. Jesus ran it over. He overflowed. Yeah. What the law began and folded, overflowed it with grace and mercy. That's right. You see, and the love of God himself. Because the law, by the time it hit the first century, the law had become a loveless thing. Yeah. And had become so politicized, had become so manly. And, and they were more interested, in fact, in following the, the Midrashim and all the, the different commentary on the commentary of the commentaries that they had forgot the essence 
of the law. As you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're going to hear the Savior say time and time again, okay, you've heard it said this way, but I say unto you. And yep. he would give them the essence of the law. Well, that's the whole you point know. of Mark 11. Exactly. There Literally, yeah. when he when he rolls into Jerusalem, yes. goes to goes to the temple, finds it's closed, yeah. and all these people are asking for help. They're begging the Messiah for aid, yes, because the church has closed its doors, yes, yes. And then he has, of course, the beautiful illustration of the withered, the withered tree, yeah, that's not bearing fruit in exactly. its season. Yeah. And so there again, he, he clearly illustrates that it's the fact that look, the, if 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 your religiosity has gotten in the way of your love, there's a problem. Yes. And there again, we're not, right. here, we're not here to call, call, call challenge to the church again today. No, but, but the fact of the matter is, is like the air is all about the love. And, and yeah. that may seem corny, but that no. only seems corny if you don't understand what the word love means too. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. we're heirs to the love. Yeah. We're heirs to the kingdom of love. And, and we're and to be so, disciples of that. Yes. Because he said, yes. go ye therefore and make disciples. Yes. You know, we're, we're like Robert said, we're technically, we're not making believers. We help to lead people yeah. and show people the Christ yeah. and the truth of the gospel, whereby Jesus, the Christ, changes people's lives. That's right. He's the one who brings the transformation. That's right. He's the one. That brings new life. Yeah. And when you go back to and you go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And <laughs> any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's right. Praise God for that. And an heir, you see, an heir. And I, I went back to the old, I love to go back to the old 1828 Webster's dictionary. Nice, okay. And there, in that dictionary, uh, in many of the definitions. As there, as as apropos, he puts scriptures at the end of many of these things because this is where they came out of. The precedents were set in scripture, That's right. and and so Noah Webster did this. And we're not necessarily trying to ring his bell. He was a man. He was an imperfect man. But at the same time, God used him to bring clarity to the English language yep. and biblical clarity and an heir, an heir being one who succeeds is to succeed another. In the possession of lands, mm -hmm. uh, hereditaments, uh, tenements, and all these, by descent, the man who will become the possessor, it says here, uh, whom the law casts an estate of inheritance by death of an ancestor or former possessor, it says here, vested by the operation of law. Yep. You see, yep. people want to know, you know, is, is I'm going to buy this home? Well, you know what? There's going to be a title search because... You're not going to want fraud involved in this. No. You're going to want to make sure that land and that home built on it is yeah. clear. Yep. That you're about to invest what takes a lifetime to pay for, and you're not going to want to pop up here and find out, oh, no, that land's already owned by someone else. <laughs> no, you you want to make sure the title's clear. That's just pure one minor example of that. And you know, same thing with a lot of the things that we own now, and automobiles or whatever else it is. You want to make sure that this is a clear title, that yes. by law you will then become the recipient of that. Yep. And then you can lawfully even pass that on to another. Right. You see, and that's the whole thing about being an heir, vested by the operation of law. Yep. Uh, so whereby we give a title to a person, thereby they inherit after the death of an ancestor, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he comes out of here, he, it's interesting, he used... 
uh, a quote out of Genesis 15, verse 3. <laughs> okay. Lo, one born in my house is my heir. And that, and that helps to, a lot of people have said to me over the years, why does Paul get into this whole thing, Romans, Galatians, other, other letters to the churches in particular, about heirship and about you know, emphasizing us being the children of God? Because, dear friend, it's important who, what your identity is, yeah. who you are in Christ, or if you're not in Christ, you see. It's important to know who you are. A lot of things like that are being divested in this day and time. Well, I wonder why. Because, uh, like Jesus said in the Gospels, he says, because judgment is coming upon the world and the, and the prince or the ruler of this world has been judged. You see, he doesn't want us to know who we are in Christ. No. Uh, he, he would rather you try to invent some alternative identity. But I'm going to tell you, yeah. Identity politics is all, and, well, and, and yeah, we like that. You know, identity and knowing who you are is the foundational bedrock of not just your present, but your future. Exactly. That, exactly. you know, it is not something, it is not, you know, that is one thing we were talking about. I had, as my, as my three-year-old was kicking the back of my seat this morning in the car. <laughs> on the way. And on the way on the way to preschool and on the way here to, to film this. It's one of the things that we have to understand is is my one of the things I'm so concerned with is making sure that my child knows that he is a Clark. Not only that he is a Clark, but what it means and what is required of him as right. a Clark. That's right. And then not yeah. only that, but reminding him That's that right. not only is he a clerk, but he is also a child of God. He can right. choose to step into his inheritance through faith right, or not. But that exactly. is, that's on him. That's right. But all I can do and all I can say is that as a clerk, I have a firm foundation of being raised in the law. Raised in yeah. the scripture, raised right. in this. There you My go. father can say the same thing. Yes. His brothers have said the same thing. And yes. we look forward to presenting a documentary to you in the coming year That's about right. that. Amen. But raising Amen. people up in the knowledge, that's why scripture instructs us about yes. raising people in the knowledge of the law, in the knowledge of the word, because if you raise them up, they will not depart from it. That's right. Amen. They will know that that Amen. is the way. They will have an identity based on a firm foundation. They will build their house upon the rock, yes. that rock that we have repeatedly yes. told you who that is. That is the heir apparent. Yes. That is Christ Jesus, whom we are brothers and sisters to. See, God makes it very clear that we are not, we while, while we serve and love Christ Jesus, we come alongside that. Yes. That we become heirs too. And he, it, it, I love it how he, yes. he, he does it. And, and, you know, like most parents, we try not to have favorites. Well, think about God. Think about God and his infinite wisdom, <laughs> knowing humanity and the way humanity likes to be, yeah. saying, oh, it's not that, that Jesus is, is your king. No, he's your brother. He's Amen. the big brother. Yeah. He Amen. is the way maker. Amen. Be thankful for the way maker. Yeah. Be gracious to the way maker. But learn his ways because you can. Amen. See, that's what a disciple does. It studies the ways of the master. Yes. It studies the ways that were set forward. Yes. You want, and so that's the being an heir and being joint heirs with Christ. See, that's Amen. how scripture describes Amen. it. Amen. We are joint heirs with the Amen. king. We are. Amen. We are. We Praise are. God. We are. Let me let me close this with this. 
that last portion, and of all things, with the, with the secular uh, quotation, but from there again, from Noah Webster in the 1828 Dictionary. And he says, one who is entitled to possess. Mm -hmm. Okay? Talking about the heir. Yeah. In Scripture, the saints who are called heirs of the promise, mm -hmm. heirs of righteousness, heirs of salvation, etc., by virtue of the death of Christ or of God's gracious promises... Today, I pray that you will take hold of the promises that are yours in his word. Like Robert said, and to understand, he said, well, I don't know. If I, I have a hard time sometimes understanding what's supposed to be a promise. Well, listen, as you get in the word, the Lord will reveal it. Just pray, Lord, reveal this unto me. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple, of, a couple of verses over in Psalms 119 are some of my favorites and have been for a number yeah, of years yeah. where it says, Lord, just reveal unto me your riches in your word. Just reveal unto me. And just make that a prayer. Listen, you can't get any closer in authoritative request than using the word itself to, to make a request by. Yep. It's God's word. And Isaiah the prophet said there in the sixth century, his word, when it goes forth, mm -hmm. it does not return empty. That understanding is going to come. You're going to have understanding. And it, it does require faith. You've got to be willing to lean on it, re rely on it, and know that what God said, he said, and he will do it. And he will bring it to your mind. What was it that Jesus said? The only statement that John gives about the, the going on to be at Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost, basically, is when he refers to, in that walk, the, the couple of chapters there in John, in John 14 in particular, when they have taken the Lord's Supper and they're on their way to the Garden of Gethsemane, and if you know the chronology there, it, it rapidly moves through a torturous night for the Savior because he's going to be arrested in that garden after travailing in bloody prayer. He's going to be arrested and falsely accused, taken through three different kangaroo courts of men, and then ultimately beaten near to death and the next day declared the sentence of death on him and so forth and up the Via Della Rosa to, the, to Golgotha's Hill to die on a cross between two thieves. Mm -hmm. But in that interlude, in John 14, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will come and he will reveal to you my words. Yep. He'll bring into remembrance all the things that I've said unto yep. you. And you know, we see the evidences of that going into the book of Acts. We see the evidences, those people who were faithful to go and tarry in, in Jerusalem and wait for him. You know, we have that we have that clearly stated in the gospels as well. But a couple of the gospels did not just point it out as 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 clearly as some of the others did. But that's okay. The fact of the matter was it was stated. And the book of Acts opens, and there Jesus had, uh, as, before he ascends, or as he's ascending, says, wait in Jerusalem till the promise of the, of the Lord and the Spirit of God comes upon you. And he does. He does. How long did they had to wait? It wasn't a matter of how long or what it's going to be or is it going to knock on the door or anything else. And boy, when the Spirit came, it was powerful. And, and, of course, you can read that for yourself in the, in the book of Acts. And Dr. Luke does a tremendous job with that. But, dear friend, an heir, an heir as has been recognized for ages, long before this was a country here, 
is those like the saints of God who who are called the heirs of the promise, the heirs of righteousness, the heirs of salvation. And I pray today that is in your grasp, in your heart, in your mind today. And we're going to come back a little bit more on this, the appointed heir. We've got some other powerful scriptures to share with you. So hang in there. And uh, we're looking forward to being back with you. Anything else you want to say to these folks? Well, Merry Christmas. Yes. You. You know, it's, Merry, it's enjoy. It's Christmas season. You know, That's right. We were, we were talking about some of our favorite parts about this season. Mm-hmm. And of course... As believers, it's the yeah. the reception of the Emmanuel. Yeah, enjoying yeah, enjoying, enjoying these beautiful, the beautiful scenes. Lights, and, yes, the lights and the trees, and the it. ornaments and the movies and the music and all those yeah. things. Enjoy Christmas That's with right. your families. That's right. So we thank you for yes. joining in with yes. us on this podcast. We hope you'll tune in for future episodes. Yeah. Um, I tell you, we've seen a great, great response Thank to Gonzo you. Bible Study. Praise God. Uh, one of the things, as as many of you saw, Spotify was giving their year-end stuff for everybody. This is the yeah. songs you listen to the most, all those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they shared with us at the Gonzo Bible Study that we were amongst the the third the highest 30% of shared podcasts in the world globally. So thank you for sharing Amen. the Gonzo Amen. Bible study with your friends That's and right. family. Invite Continue someone. to like yeah. and share on all of the platforms. Thank you. Share the YouTube, like the page, subscribe, yeah. share the Spotify, the iTunes, go to our website, all those things. That's share right. the word. Amen. Share the word of God. More than anything this Christmas, I challenge you to to buy a Bible. Yes. Give it to someone. Amen. I don't care if you know them or not. Just give a Bible to someone this season. That's right. Any translation. Praise Just God. Just find a Bible. Give them a Bible. If it's, I, of right. course, I would always recommend giving them one of the ones we read here. That's right. The Passion. If you just want to give someone a New Testament, give them a Passion That's, translation. There you go. Give them something that will just ignite their fire this Amen. Christmas. Amen. If you don't have a Bible, dear friend, I'm going to step out here and say this. If you, I haven't talked to Robert about this, but if you don't have a Bible, and you want to you want to make sure that you have one in the near future. If you'll write to us and tell us you don't, and give us your name and address, we'll send you a Bible. And our and our mailing information is on our website. Yes, so you can just find it right there. Just write right. us a letter. Share a little bit about your story. Yeah, with us. Amen. We'll be glad and to pray for you we'll, and your your absolutely. needs. That's right. Um, likewise, God. you know, there again, we still have Operation Christmas Child up as our mission of the season. Amen. Please participate with that through our website. You can Please. click on the links there. Please. Give to that ministry that's providing Amen. joy this season. And also, uh, yeah. if you're a business or a person that wants to support the Gonzo Bible Study, thank you. You can do so through our website. That'd you can contact great. us if you want to sponsor this podcast. Amen. Um, there again, we're we're not funded by any church. Nope. We're not. We have no backing whatsoever. No. Uh, we do this because God has put it on our hearts. That's right. But if you'd like to help support us and help us grow and advance our technology and Amen. whatnot, please Amen. do so. You can find information on our website. We're just believing by faith. We're That's just right. trusting by faith. Uh, if and... you like any of our seeker stuff, it Amen. makes great Christmas gifts. <laughs> Amen. Uh, these mugs make That's great right. stocking stuffer. Yeah. Um, we have Robert's designed all this stuff. And he's, yeah, well, he is. He's done a great job with that. Well, thank and, you. Yeah. Yeah, praise Thanks the Lord and, and and just yeah do that you know and just you know we got some we've got some wonderful fam- I mean you've met my wife and I know that was that's gonna have to be your highlight of your Christmas episodes here um, I was enjoying it. I haven't got to actually visually saw it but as I was working the other day I was I was listening to the podcast yeah and it just blessed me I tell you um, 
and she and I have been together over 50 years, and we're we're coming into our 48th anniversary, and we uh, we are celebrating our 48 49th. That's right, going into our 49th. Sorry, man. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's our family and, and folks we go to church with and all that are praying for this ministry right now. Yeah. And so we thank you for joining in that. Yeah. And then anybody that, that feels led of the Lord to help otherwise, we, we truly, sincerely appreciate that because we believe God has more that he would have us to do. Uh, but we, most of all, you know, we just want to send you our heartfelt uh, Weihnachten and Merry yeah. Christmas, and I wish I could say it in all the other Just languages. So well. That's right, because <laughs> many of many of you that are watching and, and following us are international. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm not sure, but I hope so. And, but uh, our our international folks uh, beyond beyond our hemisphere, and thank you because we have a real heart for the international ministry. Uh, yeah. Pastored for five years in an international church in North Germany yep. where, where at times half of our congregation were international students. And yes. so we really have a heart for that. And, um, the and we're one, looking forward to, to yeah. doing more missions yes. as, as the Gonzo Bible Study. Amen. If you'd be interested in sponsoring Amen. us to go and do live presentations, or if you'd like us to come to your church, and do a Amen. live presentation. Contact Amen. us through our website. Amen. We're more than willing to come and lead a Bible study and Amen. help facilitate stuff in the coming year. We look forward to ministering to you yes. and your and your growth and your you know. And there again, Praise be in the God. Word. We don't want to replace your engagement with the New Testament. No, fellowship. No, 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 no. So find a church, especially now during the Advent season. Yes. If you don't have a church, find a church. Praise God. If you're in, if you're here in the Charlotte area, we'd love to see you at Image Church. If you're if you're there in in, in South Carolina in the Piedmont, uh, in the Piedmont area, area it, look up Macby Baptist Church. Pastor love to Clark have would love, love to, to see have you. you. Love to there have you. There are so many New Testament fellowships. Amen. Across Amen. this nation and across the world. Yes. That would love to see you this Christmas season. Yes. Find out what their special services are for the Christmas season. Yes. This Advent season. Be a part. Of Praise this. God. It's so much fun. Be a part of the family. And I tell you what, Pastor Clark in his closing statements was talking about how sometimes we get overwhelmed by the word. And sometimes we get confused by the word and we and we and it just seems to be a lot. In addition to praying to the Spirit to give you wisdom, find a New Testament fellowship that has a strong discipleship program. Yes. Because I tell you what, the coming together to discuss. And to be joined with brothers and sisters that are studying the word. There's insights uh, that even to this day, dad and I, when we talk about the word of God, reveal to one another things that the other did not see. And I mean, I've, I've been That's a believer. Right. I've been a believer now uh, over almost well, a while. There again, going on two decades. And dad, they're again going on. Let's don't go. Let's let's don't um, go into the numbers, okay? But but it's it's one of those things where you never stop growing. No, you never stop expanding. No, no sir. There's no such thing as I've, I've finally done it. I've, I no. know everything. I know it all. No. If you meet those people, run away fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I will actually tell them repent for the hour is near. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and dear friend, the hour is near. That's right. And the Lord That's is right. coming. And so. All those yeah. things that Robert's invited you to do, do it straightway. That's right. Do it do it right away because the days are growing short for the coming of the Lord. That's right. So God read the you. word and ride the ride. Amen. And we'll God see you again you. soon. Merry Christmas.